I have a hard time eating sometimes. <laughs> um, mostly it's just because I get bored of like textures. Yeah, and, you do. And you will, flavors. You will give up on a delicious, delectable meal halfway just because you just like. I'm bored with it. Yeah. That's insane. I don't know. I know. And I know that sounds like privileged and picky and like. <laughs> food. Uh, yeah. Get, get this out of here and give uh, me something new. You're telling me I have to take more than three bites of the same thing? Oh, disgusting. disgusting. Uh-huh. Um, make sure make sure you tell the starving kids in Africa, I don't want this food. You know, there's starving kids in America too, right? Hey, 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 hey. That's not the saying, though. That oh, makes it too oh, oh. real for me. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, to audience. confront the atrocities of our country? Mm, <laughs> mm, no thanks. Bud no. Light did what? Any- Jesus Christ. Anyway. No, I... I saw this. I don't know who it was. It was some some creator on TikTok. I'm sure it's not a an idea unique to to her. She bought a tackle box mm-hmm. and filled it with snacks, and she yeah. calls it a snackle box. And honestly, I think that could be the solution for my <laughs> like lack of volition for eating mm-hmm. at work. Because I, I just don't. I, I have zero energy. But I think if I made that a priority to like pack a snackle box on mm-hmm. Sunday and then just bring that snackle box to work, put it in the work fridge yeah. and then just munch on it throughout the week, I think it could be a good solution for me. Also, do you want to tell people what you thought when I said it's in a tackle oh, box? I, I was planning on it. First of all, Many things ran through my head. Number one, what the hell is a tackle box? And then mm-hmm. when you told me what it was, the second question that popped in my head is like, you can buy tackle boxes? <laughs> because for some reason in my mind, I felt like a tackle box is just for one, at like default, they're dirty. Like they mm-hmm. come dirty. They come covered in grime and muck and worms already squirming yeah. around in there. The idea of a tackle box being clean yeah is not something that has crossed my mind in 32 years mm-hmm. i legitimately thought you just like inherited them or like found them out in the wild mm-hmm. like you went either your grandpa gave you the same one that has you know tetanus from 1902 in it Ooh, or a nice year mm-hmm, or you just found it in an old abandoned fishing town mm-hmm. and you're like hmm, well i suppose now i can catch those mackerels down at the pond mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I saw a clean tackle box, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty astonished. Yeah, you're like, wow, those <laughs> exist, huh? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a good idea. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll report back on it. Maybe we'll do an episode on a snackle box. I like the branding. It's fun. Snackle we box. won't do an episode on it. I'm just... No, you know. we're just... We'll we'll update you guys. Update. Because I, I need to start eating. I'm not mm-hmm. good at it. Oh, I mean, at work, I hate eating. Yeah. I love eating anywhere but at work. At work, I literally throw together the shittiest meals. Oh, my God. Do you want to tell like, them about the sandwich you made the other day? I can't. What did I get? I had a pepperoni and <laughs> cheddar cheese sandwich in between some fucking hamburger buns. <laughs> and then along with that, I had a bowl of fucking cereal. Oh, was there milk? Oh, yeah, that was Millic. Okay. I, I threw the Millic in there in the morning. It was about tepid by the time, you know, <clears throat> I had it. It was fine. <clears throat> At was least whatever. it wasn't real milk. Yeah, it was oil milk. I don't, I don't do that cow's milk. I didn't be sucking on them. Them titties. <laughs> them teats. Yeah. I don't know. Just work. 
I, I just don't want to eat at work because it's such a hassle. I'm just depressed at work, so I'm just like, yeah. Eh, and I just, I'm it's not a whole hungry. other thing. We got to get started, but it's a whole other thing. Like, I legitimately just don't like carrying things. So that, oh, like, the, no, you do not. The, the less things I have to carry, the fact that I even carry a lunchbox is like a big step for me. But it's all, not just a bit. I just don't like carrying it. I hate having things in my hands. It's a good thing you're not a woman because that's like all we do is carry shit. So. Yeah, I mean, thank goodness, you know, you can thank the universe for granting mm-hmm. me my uh, X and what? Wait, yes, men have X and Y. Yes, Y makes yeah. the guy. That's the oh, rule. Fancy. You should trademark that. I can't. It's it like snack so... box. <laughs> Perfect. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. This one is a uh, somewhat sad, somewhat repetitive, but engrossing episode of the Show Dependent Podcast. It is a podcast about relationships in the things we love and our relationships with those things. Yeah, that's right. I gave you a little bit of a slightly different intro here. Oh, but, you're mixing it up. But you know, I feel like I feel like the, as the, the podcast as the podcast evolves, you know, we should evolve along with it. And I feel like we kind of focus more on relationships in the things mm-hmm. versus like, you know, the tendencies we have as part of it, you know, the codependent, show dependent tendencies. Name still same great name, still same great taste, just a different little bit of a, a description, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we'll get into it because this this thing right here has one very important relationship within it. And, you know, it, it, I would say it affected me in a way that I didn't expect it to. But mm-hmm. before we get there, I should introduce myself. Within this book, I would just be called, you know, the man the or man. the young man. Mm-hmm. But uh, here on the podcast, I am called the Eddie. Welcome. Oh. How you doing? Hello, the Eddie. Mm-hmm. And here, my other half, the woman here. I'm the woman. Hello. Also known as the Kayla. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. How you doing today? How you feeling about it? Oh, I'm I'm feeling great. I got Buddy next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks at me every so often. He's so cute. <laughs> He's the so head, cute. The head researcher here on Show Dependent yep. Studios. Didn't help at all this week for this episode, but maybe next week. Yeah, I mean, how's he going to research you reading a book? He could look at me and say, (laughs) hmm, seems like she's upset. I don't know about that one. Let me note that down. And he just like puts a paw print. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That reminds me of Blue's Clues. Anyway. No, yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, this feeling eh, to peel behind the curtain a little bit. And I don't know if we're revealing too much here and maybe I'll eventually take this out. No, I mean, I kind of, you know, uh, I'm feeling a little dreary today. I don't know, you know. The Sunday scaries? I feel like, you know, I, I enjoy eating outside of work. Yeah. So that's kind of getting me down. And, you know, the Sunday scaries. I got to go to work tomorrow. Why does this have to be the way that it is? Five days? Good that's Lord. too many. If I was looking at four, I'd be having a great time. You, see, that's when my, like, that's when my math brain, my stupid little underdeveloped math brain activates it's like <laughs> i only have to do it twice two times i could do that mm-hmm. oh <laughs> man 
Oh, did you, you used to do that math in school? You're like, okay, I have an hour left of class. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I got through five minutes. Yep. I just have to do that. Oh know, yeah. I mean, I do that now, times, like yeah. exercising, like when I'm running yeah. and like my goal is for 30 minutes, it's like, I only have to do two 15s and then I get to 10 and I'm like, oh, I only have to do that two more times. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, I only have five more one minutes. You know, if I can make the one minute, I can make the five more. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I don't know, you know, and maybe the topic, you know, as I'm racking my brain. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It is. And it's, I don't know. It's a lot. It's emotional. It is sad. I would say ultimately, (laughs) because we're covering a book, we're covering the road. We're not covering the movie at all, everyone, because for one, you know, am I a guy who listens to critics? No, but I have heard pretty universally from critics and just regular people like that the film version of this book is not good at all and doesn't really do the book justice so never was really interested we should watch it eventually but it's but it has vigo it does have aragorn vigo mortensen in it but yeah we're covering the book of the road by cormac mccarthy so everything we talk about is only on the pages we have no you know if you've seen the movie and you try and equate it with this, that ain't what we're doing here. No, just the book. So why don't we get on into it with our meet cute? It's a meet cute, baby. It's how we met this thing. Just insert the sound <laughs> of the road, the road, the road, the road, the road, the road. Because that's like, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. You know, go ahead. No, you I guess, first. I guess I do have to go first. I'll go ahead then. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, this is my first time reading this book over the past few weeks, and I have read Cormac McCarthy before. I, Which ones? I read All the Pretty Little Horses mm. in high school, and I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember a sexy Latina. Oh, la la. And her titties were out in a lake, and I was like, mm-hmm, that's nice. And that's pretty, much, that's pretty much all I remember. Um. <laughs> That's the important part. And there were some cows and horses. Imagine mm-hmm. that. There were horses in the book. Were all of them pretty? I hope and so. And little? Mm. No, that's actually a song. Did you know that? All the pretty little horses? It's like a folk <laughs> no. It's a folk song. I sang it in choir. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a good book. I, you know, I was not the target audience for that. I feel like Cormac's writing is very masculine. So I didn't I didn't get a lot out of it, but it was I thought it was well written and it was it was a nice change of pace compared to, you know, my high standards at the time being like uh, Gillian Flynn, who I think is a a great author. That girl be gone. (laughs) (laughs) She did write that, right? Yes. And Um, also that girl be that girl be on that train. Is that the same person? Or no, no. no. Yeah. Similar oh, vein. It may it's as like well be. Style. Anyway, yeah. I was still getting off my high horse with uh, Twilight. So Ooh. I had very uh, high standards. Yeah, oh, I anyway. can tell. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I feel like because this is my first time reading the book, there's not much I can really say other than Cormac, I think, has a very distinct writing style. Oh, no, very. He has a very strong sense of voice, and it was fun to kind of get to hear uh, more. uh, I don't. Good Lord. Jesus Christ. Who just fell from the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. 
This is apparently we either have big fans or big haters of the road upstairs. Apparently. Because they'd be banging on things. But anyway, I think it's a very a very skeletal world that he puts you in. And Mm. um it's it's interesting to see how he embellishes on kind of barren things as a whole. So we'll we'll get to talk about that more, but overall don't really have a much of a meet cute considering okay. i just met well, you, know, folk, you, so. you, had, you know you had formal meetings i introduced you to i said hey hello the kayla this is the road mm, hello would you, the like road. To, would you like to hang out i guess and then we kind of did and then you kind of did well for my part you know i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll get into it more later but it definitely i want to say the the reason I even went after this book was twofold. For one, No Country for Old Men was a thing. Oh, right. And it's obviously an adaptation of the book written by Cormac McCarthy. And me loving that film because it was just, I, I want to say it was kind of, you know, around the time in my life where uh, the Eddie was starting to get a little more into my like adult brain and suddenly be like, oh, well, this is this is good cinematography and like, oh, what a deep movie and all oh, everything means everything and all that. You know, I was just kind of like getting yeah. all phys- philosophical and all that. Philosophical. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hey, it's an adaptation of a book. Why don't I go read the book? So I went and got No Country for Old Men, read it, was fantastic, expanded upon things from the film, yada, yada, yada. And then I saw, whoa. He has another book. It's called The Road. That looks interesting because it's so bare bones, as you said. It's just called mm-hmm. The Road. I was like, hmm, that seems ominous. And I think I read it for school. I think I did read it for school. I think it was for a purpose, but it was like kind of, you know, it was kind of fun because I could read the book that I chose. Yeah. And what I always say when I think about The Road and talk about it with other people is this. I was, I believe, in my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And... You know, 90s baby, video game guy, media, you know, social media was popping off, YouTube, all this stuff. I wasn't a book person. You know, I only really read. I enjoyed books as a kid. Young Eddie enjoyed the books. But as soon as the books became the school, the Eddie said, no, 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 no. I ain't doing the homework. So oh my I, God. <laughs> I did not care. How about, about we challenge each other not to say the word the <laughs> For the rest of the podcast. No, 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 no. But what I always say is this. When I started reading The Road, I started reading it, I want to say, at like 6, 7 p.m. at Mm -hmm. night. I was just expecting to read like a chapter or two, whatever. Not that there are really chapters, but Mm -hmm. yeah. But honestly, I legitimately could not put this down. I read and read and read and looked at the time. Oh, Nine o'clock. I'll do a little more. Ten o'clock. Oh, I can't stop now. Eleven, twelve. I want to say I read this until like one or two a.m. and mm-hmm. I legitimately read this book all in one sitting. Yeah, because I was like that engrossed and like that just into it. And by the time you know, by the yeah. time it was one a.m., two a.m., I was like, I just have to finish this. And then when I was done, I was like, God damn! You were just crying into your pillow. Oh, yeah. yeah shedding tears and just like oh man what a book but i do miss that high yeah i was i used to read a lot uh-huh. and you you'd get that like it's like the post book depression 
Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, because you go through so about, many emotions. Yeah, with a lot of things, you know, video games and all that. But we're kind of already getting into the getting to know each other. So until we do more, why don't we just hit the jingle and then we can continue on this topic, huh? Perfect. Getting to know each other. The road. The road. <laughs> the road. That's enough of that. We'll get there in a second. I do just want to finish up here. It's just, yeah, I agree with you. It was something... And that's something I want to get back now. Now that we've started, you know, Libby has definitely helped a lot. Shouts out Thank to you, Libby. Support Shouts your out local to public libraries. libraries. Yeah, we gotta Yeah, but local library week starts uh the it's April twenty-fourth through the twenty whatever, mm-hmm. the end of that week. Okay. The night. Anyway, support Anyways. your local libraries. Oh yeah, I mean libraries are fucking sick. To be honest. I love the library. <laughs> the honest, vibes I elite. love being in the library. The people seem to want to be there, which is cool. Nowadays, most libraries are pretty nice. You don't have those weirdos hanging out. Everyone has weirdos hanging out somewhere, but you know, I don't know. Anyways, trying to get the feeling back with reading books, and this this book was definitely that first step in a long journey that I'm still on. Of realizing how much I enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. And there's very few books slash comics that I've done this with. But yeah, I just could not put this book down. I was just totally invested. Like I had to know what was going to happen. Because in short, I guess because this is a book and not a lot of people have read it, I guess. It's very popular. But you know, the yeah, movie it's wasn't, a well-known the movie wasn't very popular. The book is very well known. I guess all we really have to say is like it's a post-apocalyptic story about a man and a son trying son. to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his son just trying to survive and make it through the uh, horrible world that they're in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'll I'll say more for later and let you go. I just wanted to say, yeah, I read it all in one sitting and uh, it took a while, but it was 100% worth it. And it's an amazing memory for me because it's like the first book that I just had to do that with. I could not put mm-hmm. it down. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that and Cormac kind of does that, at least from what I recall, uh-huh. he really doesn't do chapters very much. No, yeah. And much like the road it just keeps on going <laughs> until you hit the end of the road uh-huh. or at least for one of our characters hey, so hey, hey, hey. um ah, too foreshadowing much, too oh, much foreshadowing oh, oh, i'm spooky am i the only person heavy. that imagined foreshadowing as like a little like a little ghost it's like hello <laughs> i don't know if you're the up. only person but okay. it's right a well, little ghost that pops up and just like, hey. like, hey, you might see me later. This is going to be important for later. Or maybe yep. it won't. Or maybe it won't. Who knows? Or maybe it will, though. No, ah, that's called a red herring. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. And then a red herring flops out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm reading a book. I'm not a literature <laughs> nerd at all. Anyway. Nice. It's a horrible place. Oh, I yeah. I would not want to live in mm-hmm. this time at all. I told Eddie, I think I was like three or four pages in. And I was like, just so you know, I would have killed myself. I would not live in this world. Yeah, well, let's relax on the foreshadowing for the it, book. Right? It, it, sorry, <laughs> Jesus. But it's completely barren. Everything is covered in ash. Uh-huh. It's they don't, kind they of don't like, say what happens, right? No, there's which is fine. I prefer it, but 
Yeah, uh, it's uh, kind of safe to assume it was like a nuclear yeah, yeah, yeah. explosion situation. H- humans definitely did that thing. Yeah, absolutely. It did not seem like a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's covered in ash. Every living thing has been turned to waste, essentially. There are no plants. There's no sunlight, really. It's just kind of a a perpetual night. It sometimes gets brighter slightly, but the sky isn't blue. There are no animals. There's no birds. There's all the water is polluted and mm. just awful for the most part. The picture being painted is things you're going to want to check the not good box. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ba- very one. bad is where <laughs> I would check. Yeah. You know, things are not great. No. And. It, it's been bad for a very long time. It's, it's been, been bad for a hot minute. The man it, and the boy have been out here just for years. struggling for years, making it work. And I do want to say just, I guess we can interject with Cormac McCarthy's style of writing, go back yeah. to that, is that it is one thing that drew me towards it that I saw in No Country for Old Men that is definitely, I want to say, ever even more present in The Road is How Simple he writes Mm -hmm. and he is definitely very well known for sort of discarding the uh classical conventions of writing you know he just kind of writes plainly um doesn't use quotation marks you know he like which can make it hard yeah yeah for sure especially if you're reading and not listening and i definitely as a young eddie was like ooh. Like, look at this guy. He doesn't give a he's fuck. He's artsy. You know, yeah, he, oh. he don't give a damn. He's a cool he's guy. A, he's a wild cowboy, not in using my, those in quotation my mind, marks. In my mind, Cormac McCarthy was like, oh, he's like some young gun, man. He He's out, <laughs> he's out here making his name. He's about to blow up. And in my mind, he has out, always been ancient. Come to find out, he is like an ancient. Oh, he's very dude. old. He's dead <laughs> yeah. now, right? I think. I think he's still alive. God damn, really? Because I'll look it, I'll Jesus. look it up, but yeah, I, I really did. It's funny to think about like, ooh, a book. But I mean back in back in the day, books were edgy, you know? They were they were, they were the, the TikToks hey, back in the day. Apparently books are still edgy because oh, our government yeah. is actively trying to prevent <laughs> I mean you reading right. from happening. You're right. So, Who would have um, thought, man? Who would have thought? But yeah, I definitely remember thinking there's some young author. Good for mm-hmm. him. No country for old men. He's got the road, and he's just he's just a badass because he I doesn't just, care. <laughs> I just imagine the most like old, calloused man just sitting in a rocking chair. Oh, this like, guy that's looks cool as hell. Let me see this man. First of all, this man. I, <laughs> I have to hit you with two fun facts right off the bat because this is insane. Perfect. First of all, this man is not dead. Okay, and he was born in 1933 an old ass man yeah he is and he looks pretty fucking cool oh he you know he was getting them hoes oh, oh yeah he got so many ladies with that mustache right? you kidding exactly Great mustache exactly but yeah wow what were we talking about we were talking about cormac's writing style and how it's oh, yeah, very yeah. minimalistic yeah which i which i enjoyed and i do agree with you i think part of it was that thing of like where do i stop Mm-hmm. You know, because he doesn't have the chapter breaks. No, he I was kind of like, I'll go a little more. I'll go a little more and see if that's a good stop. No, no, no. I'll do some more. No, no, no. I'll do some more. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's there's it's written in like prose. It's mm-hmm. very 
it's very well done, I think. Mm -hmm. And if if things weren't like if the topography of the page weren't spaced in the way that it was, this book would be significantly shorter. Oh, sure, yeah. Just because there's a lot of indentation. But I think that there is a really amazing contrast that he Mm -hmm. gets to play with in his book because several times while reading and listening, (laughs) I know I'm I'm fake. I'm a fake reader. I listened to the audio book and I read um, because it's it's no one's saying nothing. I feel attacked. You can you (laughs) can hear you can hear the audience being like she's fucking she's saying reading but she's just listening. She just like listen to a lazy yeah, I fall asleep if I sit down, okay? So it's hard. <laughs> if I um, sit down, I fall asleep. It's honestly true. I have to stand. Yeah. But there is a really cool contrast because I had to several times look up a lot of vocab. There mm. are some words in here that I was not familiar with, and it was really cool. I, I thought mean, that it man was... be from 1933. He's got, he's got that vocab just... Hanging. Yeah, it was really, I mean, there's some really cool imagery. Even though there's, I don't know, it's just really, really cool. I like, there's a line in the book where he talks about foxes um, Mm. that I really liked. Um, So in the book, they are in a, a charred house. Like they're just, you know, they're, they're searching for food and anything to help them. Um, but there's a line and it was sad, but it said, um, and somewhere two hunted am- animals trembling like ground foxes in their cover burrowed. Oh, sorry. Borrowed time and borrowed world and borrowed eyes with which to sorrow it. Mm. So there are the foxes mm. hiding from everything. And it's like, it's so bleak. It this is. book I is mean, just bleak. It's so, I mean, the moments of joy that we get are so mm-hmm. bright in contrast to the world that they're living in. Mm-hmm. But man, this book's a bummer. Yeah, it is, and I mean, the, and that's the nice yeah. thing. It kind of, you know, you want to get it, you want to get down deep into it. It's like the the moments of their happiness are so small, but they're so much grander because of the contrast of the world that they live in. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. As these stories go, you know, there's the mystery that unravels as to why these two are together. Where is the boy's mother? Um, you know, it definitely doesn't answer what happened to the world and it doesn't need no. to. But you just have the man who is taking his son and trying to get to warmer climates yeah. and trying to trying to reach the coast. That's their trying like, to reach the coast goal. and his sort of driving force for not only being the boy's father you know the boy calls him all the time papa which is very sweet at least i thought it was you know it's like oh that's cute he's like a little boy i want to say he's around like 10 we said nine to ten he's young yeah looked it up so he's still got that innocence but he doesn't really remember the world before so that's why it's like this has probably been going for a while you know but his sort of motivating for the boys he says that they're carrying the fire mm-hmm. so i'm interested to see what you thought about that what do you think about this thing you know this tool that he uses and he probably believes it in himself i think that he does but like what what is the fire yeah i think that i mean 
Cormac plays with metaphor a lot. Mm -hmm. Eddie knows because we, you know, Eddie got to listen to the very like last few passages with me Mm -hmm. and he ends the book with a metaphor. So (laughs) he always uh, does. He did it in No Country for Old Men too, which also coincidentally had to do with a fire. Did it have to do with a fish? No, it was a fire. Have you not mm. seen or read No Country? No, Man? I haven't. Oh, no. I don't know if I want to spoil that ending here. But... Yeah, that's okay. Save it okay. for later. Well, it has to do with the fire. Yeah. So to me, what the fire is, is just kind of like the will of humanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me tell you, that fire would have burnt out in me pretty instantly. You're ridiculous. I, mean, I am I, on the side of the mom. I'm you know, sorry. We'll go ahead and say what happens because it's very. Yeah. I'll, I'll preface it by saying this and then I'll explain it more later. Is obviously still now, I think it's incredibly sad and all that. But when I was a kid, it like tore my heart out. Mm-hmm. I was like, could not imagine something like this. But anyways, you you go for it. I know it sounds uh, like I'm making light of it, but I'm not. I mean, we're supposed to be funny here. I know, I know. (laughs) Stop crying. Shut the fuck up, loser. (laughs) Fucking getting emotional over stupid pieces of paper. Uh, The words can't hurt you. Yes, they can. They cut deep. Oh, Uh, you you like this, nerd? Beat you me like up. being sad huh? they're, gonna, they're gonna turn me upside down and books are gonna fall out of my pockets yeah crumpled up with my tears jesus christ <laughs> anyway to save eddie from having to talk about it um i will say what happens that we find out through the man's memory uh basically this woman had her child with the man the world essentially ended Mm-hmm. Um, it seems pretty, pretty soon after she had given birth, if not before, and mm-hmm. they were trying to get through things. But she basically tells her, "I assume they were married." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think husband, it was. Partner. I think they were husband I, and wife. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure they were. Yeah, but she basically says, "We've." I think that they had three bullets in the gun. Yeah. And she's like, the last two are for you guys, but I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, she, it's hard because I totally understand where she's coming from. And I totally understand where you're coming from. The other side of things with the perceiving Me. it to be selfish for her to, you know, essentially leave the man with this child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's, I mean, the, it, the it, longer it, the book went on, the more I sympathized with the mother because this survival, it's not just, it's not just surviving. It's like, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. There's just more pain and more darkness. And it seems like there is no hope. Mm-hmm. Um, seems for for the majority of this book there is no motivation yeah. other than waking up in the morning mm-hmm. and hoping to get to breathe another breath mm-hmm. um so that is a lot and no, it, it is i mean i this thing is like 
There's a lot of things I play. There's no like real answer. There's no right answer and all that. Mm-hmm. But one at the base level, I think something that devastates me a lot of it is just like sort of just not being there for your kid. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like not being able to. I don't know. I, I guess that's just part of it. It's just that just hurts me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a. Uh, and then and then the other thing is that. um you know, not only that, but you're not there for your partner and you're sort mm-hmm. of just like leaving them in this world where, yeah, you know, it is terrible and it is bad. But it, I mean, that's like the overarching thing with like all post-apocalyptic apocalyptic stories is like, well, there has to be something to live for, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if we lose all the things in our life, if we lose all these modern things and all that what do we still have to live for? You know, what mm-hmm. what is at the base level? What is important for us to keep going for? And I think, you know, for the man, it's obvious that it is his son. It's his, the yeah. love that he has and the hope that he has for his son. Mm-hmm. That he just like does not want to give up because he knows the world before and he hopes, and like people hope that somehow they'll be able to get that back. Mm-hmm. And somehow there's a future for the kid. I mean, obviously I understand both sides and, you know, it's... uh there's no real right answer and no one knows, you know, hopefully humanity doesn't ever, even though we're getting close to it. Oh boy. <laughs> get to this little, like, this post, is a comedy show. This what post-apocalyptic, are we you know, situation where these choices have to be made. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely understand just like not wanting to do it, not wanting to just deal with it, the horrors of the world, and their world is very horrific because you've seen post-apocalyptic, but this is, like, post-apocalyptic to a higher degree because it's, like, you know, the more popular thing, The Walking Dead has bits of it where, like, you know, just atrocities committed by humans Mm -hmm. on other humans, left and right, you know, murders, sexual assault, rape, everything on women children and that's part of the mom's argument is like if they catch us they're gonna do these things to us and you can't protect us you can't no and it's just tough and and i think i don't think she was trying to be malicious yeah but it definitely you know it came off that way it came off that way for one because she was just like i don't know just like saying it to this man's face and like i guess if i'm getting more into it's like you don't think he doesn't feel that way like he doesn't feel like he can't protect them, but he wants to try his best. You know, it's kind of like, ah, I don't know mm-hmm. if you have to do all that, but obviously she's in, you know, he she, she'd he, already he, given up and yeah. he shouldn't expect her to have to do something that she doesn't want to do either. You know, I totally get both sides of that. It's just, um, like I said, it's a, it's a choice with no real hundred percent concrete, right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, I, I don't like the aspect of like leaving people to, no yeah the child abandonment is and like yeah yeah. yeah, that whole thing and uh it is crazy because she says like if it wasn't for the man she would also like kill the son she would like take him with her Mm -hmm. which you know it's just it's just tough it's hard it's tough and it it was a tough scene to get through because i was like what the fuck man like how could you do that to your own you know but then, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not the world we live in now. Yeah, it's a uh, very different, messed up world. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, why don't really bad? I mean, we could talk about what what were other like pivotal scenes. Obviously, there's some very, very famous scenes from this book that yeah, anyone who knows. 
Because in short, anything with other humans, the question is, which like every like zombie post-apocalyptic thing is, is like the real horror is the humans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like who's the walking dead? It's the humans, not the zombies. But you know, it, it's always true because humans are smart and they make choices and they can make the choice to be pieces of shit and do horrific things. Mm-hmm. Um, this book, other humans, good ones, very yeah. few far in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly very, 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 very rare. I want to say it's like a one percent chance to encounter one of those guys. The rest of the humans, mostly dudes, like ninety nine percent evil, and uh, they do everything. Cannibalism, very high. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense from a logistic standpoint. I mean, yeah, what people say all the time, you know, it's like if you're surviving, there's no food or anything. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Makes reproduction kind of hard though, if there aren't people to repopulate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there are no animals. You can't hunt. Uh-huh. There's there's nothing. Um there's no animals. No. I feel like I forgot that. Yeah, I mean, not really. There's really nothing. Mm-hmm. May- there may be stuff in the ocean, but it right, doesn't right. really seem like yeah, much. Yeah, it didn't, didn't seem like much out. was out there. No. So, really, they're just kind of relying on finding shelf stable foods mm-hmm. that haven't been, you know, destroyed yeah. or eaten. A lot of other people out there. Yeah. And, and this just, has been going on for a real long time. Mm-hmm. So. And just sticking to the road. Mm-hmm. You love the road. I do not love the road. The amount of times <laughs> that he says the road in this book. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It was driving me bonkers. But I get it. I understand. It's supposed to feel monotonous. Mm. It's supposed to feel like you are doing performing a Sisyphean. Sisyphean mm-hmm. How do you? How, how, what's Sisyphean. the emphasis? Sisyph what? Sisyphian? Sisyphian task. Uh, Sisyphian. Sisyphian. Yeah. Of just living. Oh, yeah. In this post-apocalyptic world. And, Mm. yeah, I don't know. This book was so just, ugh. It was scary. (laughs) It wasn't scary in, like, a horror sense. It was just, Mm -hmm. like... Oof, staying alive is such so much the harder option. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um hey, hey. But if it were if it were easy, would it be worth it? I you know it used to be. <laughs> it, in a, in a, post, in a hey, pre-apocalyptic hey. world, it definitely mm-hmm. was. It was pretty chill. Yeah, it was pretty like chill. You could just like sit in a house and like uh, not think people were gonna break down your door and eat hey, you yeah. alive. Well, it depends and... on who you are, but yeah. Valid, yeah. I guess I guess it depends on the t- the place in the world you're at. Valid. But yeah, but there's the, uh, the what's, other a, very what's another standout scene. one? Oh, are we still I mean, gonna be dark? Yeah, I mean, oh uh, god, we gonna be dark. I mean, most of it is sad. The, like you said, the happy moments are just like, oh, they found food, or they found like yeah. a little toy or the boy sees another boy or he thinks he does and the dad or the man is like what the fuck we're gonna get out of here and this and that you know and just like little things of like little memories little laughter most of the happy moments are about finding things they need to survive yes we could talk about the most famous scene which is Mm -hmm. when they stumble upon a home and they go inside to investigate 
And lo and behold, this is definitely a home where the uh, the bad guys are. Yeah. Is that what the boy calls them? The bad guys? Yeah. Uh-huh. He calls them the bad guys. The bad guys, the bad men. And they uh, stumble upon a crib. Oh. Is it a crib or is it I'm just not... Like... I don't remember. I could be misremembering, but essentially what they do is they stumble upon like the charred remains of a baby that was burnt you know cooked and eaten yeah and the boy is that like, was on the side of the road oh okay yeah it wasn't in the house oh and the house is when they stumbled upon like prisoners yeah which that is are, that insane. are being harvested for them yeah to eat. doing the horrible thing of like chopping limbs off and mm-hmm. like keeping them alive as long they as did they that can. in the walking dead yeah oh yeah yeah. But yeah, so there's the two distinct things. Obviously, the infant baby being killed, that's one thing. But yeah, the house is definitely where the boy was just like, what the fuck? You know, he was just... Yeah, they ran out of there as Yeah, fast they as booked they it. He grabbed this boy up, and like the whole time he just said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because the boy didn't want to go in the house. Mm-mm. Which that is also very, very The sad boy never it... wants to go to any Yeah, house. <laughs> I don't want to, Papa. I don't want to, Papa. <laughs> I, I don't know. want. Do we have to? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that guy? The audio Who, whoever, whoever read that, yeah. he was fantastic. He did a great job. But it was just funny because he, you know, I can hear the voice in my head. Yeah. He does like the little, the little son's voice. Like, can we, Papa? Can mm. we do that? And the man is just, oh, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much to a T. There you go. And there it is funny voices. because they they say that they say the same things a lot. You're right. Yeah, it, just like their conversations, the very minimal. Oh yeah, their uh, conversations are like the conversations you have, like when you write notes on paper, and your paper yep. is like the tiniest thing where it's just one or two words max. Mm-hmm. It's essentially as deep as the conversations go between this man and his son. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's very sad because he's trying the to keep The eating his of son. the baby. Oh, yeah. Is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, there's just like a charred infant mm-hmm. corpse over a fire. Yeah, it's like, mm. Mm, baby yeah, meat. It, it's not. it's not good stuff. No. And it is horrific. It's kind of like a horror, almost, yeah. like you said. Well, and a big theme in the book is... And you kind of see it disintegrate over time. Not really a theme, but kind of like a moral mm-hmm. uh, that the man has is mm-hmm. preventing his son from seeing oh, these yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And basically towards the end, I mean, the son, he he says like, he's like, Papa, it's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Whether I see it or not, it's, it's still true. there. Um, yeah. So he just kind of gives up on trying to shield him from a lot of stuff because they come across a town i believe and just corpses yeah everywhere and there's there's no avoiding it because they have to stay on the road right and oh yeah yeah, they do there's just so ugh, i don't know it's just gross (laughs) there's just so many bodies and just no good no good no good but they do occasionally get clothes so that's yeah, good they find I some guess. clothes take a little bath here and there you an know, occasional the, bath there's the mystery of uh 
you know, the boy, did he see another boy? Was mm-hmm. it good? Was it bad? What was going on there? Obviously, the man definitely thinks it's bad and is like afraid and running away because he can't. We see time and time again, most of the time, like I said, 99% bad people out there. Yeah. 1% good are a few and far in between. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. As we get closer to the end of the book, I mean, mm-hmm. one thing that they have been showing, which was another thing, you know, I'll cry when the moment's right here. So y'all can uh, be ready for that. But uh, Yay, cry! It, it is pretty devastating early on that it shows that the man is sick. Yeah, he coughs a he lot. He pretty early in the story is coughing. And then even, I would say, not much later than when he starts coughing, we see that he's coughing up blood. Yeah. And he's obviously hiding this from his son mm-hmm. and acting like everything's fine, which, you know. Yeah, classic, when, you, when classic it's a world move. of two people, keeping secrets <laughs> is kind of challenging, I would say. Yeah, but he uh, does a good job of it. Yeah. Up until the end. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I mean I guess we could just talk about that now. Could we, we add some... some levity real quick? Sure. Because I, I want to talk I want to talk about uh when they find the the storehouse. Mm. They essentially find a doomsdayer's <laughs> house. Yeah. Doomsday and... preppers, it worked yeah. out. The preppers, I mean not not for them though, but yeah, it worked out for someone them. else. Not for them, but they got to they found a cellar that had been untouched and it was mm-hmm. full of pretty much anything you could imagine needing. Oh, yeah. And oh, my gosh, I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, yay, they get to eat and like drink. And he gets to and... try, what, what was it, like peaches? He'd never mm-hmm. had peaches? Yeah. Um, it's sweet, Papa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, pears. Oh, pear. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There are pears. What's the special food that he ends up eating? Yeah, he they they had pears for for dinner. That was his choice. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And then they ended up having a nice big. They stayed there for a while, and they had mm-hmm. a lot of really good meals. Right. Um, but there was coffee, ham, and biscuits. Yum. Ooh. Um, but this line, this line made me cry. Okay. Um, but it was. So I don't know. I've got a complicated relationship with prayer and sure. religion and all that, but this is very sweet. And, you know, through the mouth of babes, right? Uh-huh. They're about to eat over their, they're going to eat their meal. Mm-hmm. And the boy said, the boy kind of feels bad because yeah. this food doesn't belong to them. Oh, right, right. You know, they're, you know, they're eating it. It, it, it wasn't innocent. ever supposed to be for them. Sure. He kind of says, what I perceive to be a prayer. Uh-huh. He, the boy says, dear people, thank you for all this food and stuff. <laughs> we know that you saved it for yourself. And if you were here, we wouldn't eat it no matter how hungry we were. And we're <laughs> sorry that you didn't get to eat it. And yeah. we hope that you're safe in heaven with God. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's so sweet that he, he realizes it's a gift. Uh-huh. And he's grateful. Yeah. And it that just the you know, it it goes it taps into a similar kind of melancholy sadness. What was that famous like two sentence story? The oh, the, 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 the classic new, one. Yeah, the classic like the was baby. Ernest Rip- Hemingway was yeah. challenged to write a short story. It's like a for sale baby shoes never worn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
which you know I mean, it's it a similar thing effective. yeah it's the it's the missing out it's the there's, there's the a plan. mystery there what happened mm-hmm. uh-huh and just the innocence you know like the yeah. simple thing of like we shouldn't take what isn't ours and he's still like even though it's so good for them the fact that he says we would never eat it if you were still here even if we were hungry mm-hmm. is like what a sweet boy yeah. you didn't deserve this world this world that you're born into no no it's yeah and he's just like such an innocent and that, and that's, and, and he's know. a good he's a good listener yeah he he follows everything papa says and mm-hmm. i mean you know he still has some he's still a little kid yeah he has some childlike tendencies but i mean mm-hmm. for the most part he he does a good job right it's like i guess we could equate it to another movie that uh broke my heart or another thing that broke my heart, it's a movie that we probably will eventually do an episode on. It's very famous. It's the uh, movie, It's a Beautiful Life, mm. with the yeah. father-son that go to the uh, concentration camp. Yeah. And the fact that like the father tries his hardest to shield his son from everything. Yeah. It's essentially the same thing here in this. Is like the man did a really good job trying to keep the son. And yeah, the son knows. The kid knows, or the boy knows. Like you said, he knows of these things that are happening and he's smarter than maybe the man gives him credit for, but he did a really good job and tried his best to like try and keep his kid from the horrors of the world yeah. as much as he could. Which is what, you know, any good parent, at least to some effect, tries yeah. to do. Yeah, even in modern day, you know. Try Until and, they're ready. Try and prepare you, you know, and try and shield you from the horrors as much as you can until... You can't any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is obviously, ultimately, the saddest part of this book is that yeah. the uh, father is running out of time. Mm-hmm. And near the end of the book. And so is Eddie, because he's about to start <laughs> crying again. And near the end of the book, <laughs> I'm fighting through it. Uh-huh. When they're, they've suffered a big loss. They lost the cart that they had, like, all their stuff on, on the road. They were robbed. Yeah, because the man made a mistake, he forgot, and he's beating himself up for it. But they're, you know, they're kind of almost to their goal, you know, getting to the coast. And this, well, they get to the coast, it's not really what they expected, right? Yeah. And so they kind of have to, like, shift gears, go somewhere else. And the man just, you know, he just runs out of time. His body just can't do it anymore. He's too weak, and he's trying and fighting his hardest. But eventually, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I guess ultimately that is the uh, the hardest part yeah. is the fact that, you know, obviously the mother choosing to end her life and sort of get away from it all was devastating. But obviously, I think even more devastating is the fact that <laughs> I'm fighting here oh, is the, fa- is the fact that <laughs> the, the father wants so much to be there mm-hmm. for his kid. Yeah. And he just, he just can't. Mm-hmm. And I can't. I think the hardest part for me is obviously the unknown. Yeah. And like, I imagine the fear that the father felt was like, who's going to yeah. take care of my son? Yeah. And he just has to die, probably afraid that like, I can't keep him safe anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is just so heartbreaking. Yeah, it's really sad. 
Because, you know, it's just the uh, the unknown, the wondering, the fighting so hard for it, the will mm-hmm. to want to do it, but just things out of your control, just take yeah. it out of it. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he, he instills the fire within the boy. Mm-hmm. And he's taught him everything he knows. But when his time is up, he's just like, yeah, I can't imagine, you know, what 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 would this man have felt? in his last moments sort of yeah. leave like how can you leave your son in a world such as that it's just oh, no you can't yeah. cannot imagine the type of like pain that's probably mm-hmm. going through this man's like heart and the worries on his mind as he just like has no choice but to be like well i hope i did a good job and i hope you can protect yourself mm-hmm. because i can't do it for you anymore yeah and i guess you know if you can equate it it's the if you can equate it to anything IRL, it's the parents finally realizing like I can't protect my my children anymore. They're old. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to I have to let them be on their own. Yeah. You know, and and all the fears that come along with that of did I do a good job? Can they protect themselves? Are they smart enough to keep themselves, you know, alive? Mm-hmm. Are they smart enough to make good choices and not you know, get scammed in this IRL world we have, you know, are they going to fucking buy crypto and be an idiot? Are oh, my gonna... God. <laughs> That's they, the worst gonna, thing your child could ever be. Are they going to get into be? NFTs and be a loser? Oh, good Stuff Lord. Like that. You know, it's just, it, it, it was a tough one to swallow. That was definitely, you know, young no, really? sitting <laughs> sitting in his room, just fucking weeping. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because I'm a little bit biased because Obviously, I was very sad, but I was listening to this part. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's an intimacy you gain when you're the one providing the voice to the characters. Yeah. Um, Because this scene would definitely have been a lot sadder for me had I been reading it. Yeah. uh, In my own head. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, and this is no discredit to the the guy who, who read aloud the story, but he read it in such like a matter of fact voice oh, yeah. that he was yeah. like calm and level headed mm-hmm. and just kind of plain. He sounded sad, but there yeah. was, you know, there wasn't as much emotion sure. as I think probably I would have read it with. Um, mm. But it's, it's really very sad. Um, <laughs> yes. Cause he says, basically he asks, he knows his, his papa's dying. Yeah. And he's he says, I want to be with you. And his dad uh, says, you can't. And he mm. says, please. And he said, you can't. You have to carry the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got to keep going. Mm-hmm, which is sad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's the part that got me the hardest was actually not the, the man dying. Yeah, I was surprised by it because it was when I was listening to it with you. Mm-hmm. But they're going yeah, it was not because you know the 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 man's death seemed inevitable to me. Uh-huh. It, it was kind of and foretold. It was. Yeah. It not to say it wasn't still very sad, but the just like the pit in the stomach I got when the boy was alone. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god, like this is awful." Spoiler alert. The boy gets lucky. Mm-hmm. And there's that one percent chance. Yeah. That good guy comes. 
And um, he basically, I mean, obviously the boy is terrified. There's really no way for him to tell if he is a good guy or a bad guy. And mm-hmm. this this new man tells him yeah. that. He's like, you're just going to have to trust me. Yeah. There's no way I can convince you. You can keep your gun. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to take that from you. Like, that's yours to keep. Like, uh, but you just kind of got to go with it. And mm-hmm. that's that's why I cried. Yeah. Um, I and I ended up crying the most there because um, I think it was kind of like the bittersweet nature of the father not getting to know that his yeah. son was going to be okay. Oh yeah. And I told Eddie that I was like, it's so nice that he got a family mm. again because not only was it a man, it was a man and a woman, and mm-hmm. they had. A child, I think maybe one or two. I think they had two. They had two kids, yeah. Which I always took to be like, that was the boy he saw earlier. Mm -hmm. That they were like somewhat along the same path and that it just worked out. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that was just so sad. And, you know, if we're going with like the metaphysical side of things of like people passing on and Mm -hmm. getting to know the fate of their loved ones i think that mm. the man definitely was at peace yeah and got to was know able to yeah and got to know and, you know and that's just who i am as a person i like to think that even if our bodies are you know no longer <laughs> working <laughs> yeah that that our souls on some level are still yeah represented able to in be some there. fashion yeah. Mm-hmm. understand yeah and last i'm sure that he found a lot of peace in that mm-hmm. oh and, I mean, yeah that's... and the fact that the boy got to have a mom again mm-hmm. and, and maybe you know like siblings yeah you know? yeah. yeah and it, and it's sweet that uh the boy asked the man the new man yeah like are you carrying the fire and he's like i don't really know but i think so mm-hmm. yeah it's very sweet uh-huh sad book Way to go, Eddie. Yeah, Made it's, it all sad. It, it's sad, but it, it, it leaves, you know. There is hope at the end. With the hope. And like you said, it leaves on a sort of metaphor where it's like, back, way back in the past, this this lake or whatever used to have like, what what type of, it had fish in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just in all the deepest parts, like that not even men knew where they were there. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it just kind of leaves you on like the, well, Maybe there's hope. Maybe there's hope. Maybe they can survive. Maybe they can hide away and be safe and make it and, you know, keep mm-hmm. the keep the fire burning bright. Mm-hmm. And then it just sort of ends. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, God damn. We're going to um, end the book with talking about fish. Yeah. So it's Cormac McCarthy. You know, he likes to end his things with like little like, yep. And then that, and that's, that's, that's that. And there and that, 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 to that. Yeah. And then they made a movie, like I said, that uh, I have that not seen. That apparently bombed. I, oh, it was. Yeah, it did not do well at all. Which was a bummer, you know. I was excited, like, possibility of it being good. Yeah. And, you know, Viggo Mortensen is in it. Fucking Aragorn's in it. I was like. Aragorn. It's going to be good. But uh, apparently it's not, which is a bit of a bummer. That is sad. But we should watch it. I think we owe it to ourselves to see mm-hmm. <laughs> what they did with it. And uh, see what's going on. But yeah, I mean, a sad book. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know what else to say. It's just <laughs> it's hard, but it I think it's very meaningful. It, it leaves you with the hope though, which I think is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, is the hope that, that the boy crying? keeps. Hey, <laughs> let me finish. That the boy keeps living on. That he finds the people who are able to carry the fire along with him, and that he can sort of you know keep the fire of his father burning mm-hmm. within him, just to keep it going on and on yeah. and on. And, you know, I don't know. These post-apocalyptic things are difficult, but I do find it's always nice the idea that eventually it will get better. Mm-hmm. But eventually there will come a day where maybe he'll be able to just finally sit down and relax and not have to worry about all these things in the past. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. With that, let's get to the DTR and define this relationship Ooh. with the road. Hooray. I like sad things. Yeah, yeah, you uh, do. Uh, this thing might be too sad. Oh, Lord. Um, I don't know. It's it's so bleak. I think that's like the best word I could give this book. It's very captivating. It, like Eddie said, it's hard to put down once you pick it up because of the way it's written, and you are curious on where things are going to go. Mm. Even though a lot of the things that they do are repetitive. Um, it somehow stays fresh and it's just very sad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I can say that it's sad, but <laughs> almost it's, too sad. As much as they say the road, it is that sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it does a very, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting book because would you recommend it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it going to make anybody feel good? Probably not. No. no. Um, but it is definitely worth reading. It's kind of hard to describe the things that it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Because it is such a rough place that he puts you in. But mm-hmm. like you said, he somehow finds a way at the end to at least give you a semblance of hope. Yeah. Which is kind of all that the man had in him the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really beautiful story when you break it down to its like moral message Mm. um as far as show dependency goes i don't think i'm show dependent on this book but i did really enjoy it i think i'd want to read it again specifically just through my own lens and not do the audiobook next time because i Mm -hmm. think that would provide me with a fresher it it perspective on things Mm -hmm. but i definitely understand why this was a book that was very meaningful to you so i'm not show dependent but i have a developing relationship with this book and i'm excited to eventually read it again in the near future yeah i mean it's definitely a book where i have a very strong memory tied to it very strong memory of the first time i read it All the emotions that it brings up in me, you know, every single time I listen to it or read it or, you know, think about it and really talk and break it down. Obviously, with that being said, it's kind of like it's not something that I think about all the time. It's not something that I often quote. I mean, it's pretty plain. I don't know how quotable the road Unless you quote every single time you say the road Uh as quoting the book, then no. You know, as these things go, oftentimes, you know, the book 
being turned into a film and that film not doing well, I think sort of like makes it to where it's kind of something that is only known in book form. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether people do or don't read books kind of has a big bearing on a, whether other people will know and have enjoyed this book also. You know, it's definitely not, it's not something that I'm so dependent on because I don't necessarily like need this book. You know, I don't necessarily like have to read this book every year or have to like constantly go back and read this. But this is a book that I have a strong memory of. It's almost like, I don't know, every single it's time. It's like your first kiss. <laughs> but it was like the first time that you stayed up till like 3 a.m. sobbing your eyes out over a book. Yeah, so. I mean, it li- literally was. You know, yeah. it's, def- it's definitely something that I have. Every single time I hear the road, I will think about that first time. Mm-hmm. Every single time I talk about the road with people, I will think about that first time and think about just the book that I could not put down, the book mm-hmm. that I had to finish in one sitting and the book that I did read in one sitting and surprised myself and the book surprised me. And, you know, we'll always have that. Yep. Now to uh, cap off one of our probably the saddest episode we've done. This yep. is kind of it's funny enough. We had the big sad, but this one I think is even bigger sad. The bigger sad. Uh-huh. We got to end it by saying, of course, thank you for <laughs> listening and being sad with us. If you've Yay! read The Road, uh, you know you know what it's like. And if you haven't yet, you could read The Road now and uh, then come back and feel the sadness with us. But hey, if you mm-hmm. enjoyed being sad with us, if you liked what you heard and maybe you want to hear other episodes that are much happier and more mm-hmm. funny than this one, then yeah. hey, give us a follow, download and spread the word. Tell <laughs> I don't even know what to tell the boy that hey they can find the show dependent podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow the uh, podcast page on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're still finally, I think, actually going to start using that um, at Show Dependent Pod. That is at S H O Dependent Pod. If you want to follow myself and uh, see what I'm like when I'm not crying and emotional Aww. over uh, a book. Then you can follow me at Twitter, at Twitch, at Victor V. Sweet. There's a lot of ads. Lots of and, ads. And uh, Kayla, where can you be found? Eating some uh, peaches out of a can. There you go. And uh, hoping not to see any human person. There you go. You could also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. Uh-huh. And now for something completely different. I'd like for you to save the date on our next one because this one was the big sad and the next one is very, very happy. Very, very, very bright. Sing-songy. We got puppets in the form of Muppets. Whoa. Didn't see that coming. We are just going to have an absolute blast and probably, yeah, shed some tears, but they're happy tears this time because next time we are going to 2011 and doing the film the muppets yay Yay! pretend pretend we're puppets yay and then my arms are flailing around Ah, 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 my eyes are made out of ping pong balls that got cut in half what a what a film can't wait that that's gonna be lighthearted and it's gonna be fun yeah we're gonna have fun (laughs) next time okay no crying just a little bit of crying teeny bit yeah, there we'll you see. go. 
We uh-huh. always cry. We're emotional people. What, what can you we You got to let it out. Better out than in. Yeah, that's what I always say. Uh-huh. All right. A little food for thought from uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road. This was just a quote that stuck with me. Let's see if it sticks with you guys, too. How does the never-to-be differ from what never was? Mm, glorious. <laughs> glorious. Oh, 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 glorious. Oh